Hello, everybody. Welcome to World One One Podcast. I'm your host, Eddie V. Joining me is the Big Papa himself, Mr. Larry Giver. I came here just to ba with the ba and bang the bang diggy and diggy set the boogie and upchuck the boogie. Oh, yeah. So let's do some of that. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. You keep throwing all these old school songs, and I be and after the show, I always go on YouTube and start listening to them. Um. I said, "Keep it rocking till the panties drop." <laughs> so, everybody, we are back after a two week hiatus. Um, we just been catching up on a lot of Brit life. We just really been busy, <coughs> but we're glad to be back. Um, glad to be able to be in your ears. Um, Larry, what's been up with you? Have you been playing anything, or or what's been up? Uh, I've been playing this super cool game called "Where the Fuck Did All of My Time Go?" Because I haven't even downloaded shit that I've bought already. <laughs> it's been sitting. I, I paid for a humble indie bundle like two weeks ago, and I haven't even gotten to turn my console on to download this shit. Exactly. I bought a Force of Adventures, and I want to play it. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I um, uh, I uh, That's I, okay. I got too. a baby and she's cute and adorable and she's neat, so uh, I play that game. Yeah, I um, I also did the humble uh, humble bundle. Um, I didn't um, uh, I only did ten dollars because I didn't need the dark side dark siders too in the other game. Um, because I already own the physical copies of them. Well, dark siders too, I own already on Wii U. Also, I already own the digital. And uh, whatever the other game is, I think it was Pikmin. I own the digital version of that too. Um, but I've been—you were, um, were far more generous than I was with that shit. I paid a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was—it was for a good cause. Because um, I uh, picked up—I uh, had Shantae and Pirates Curse for uh, for Wii U, but I wanted it for the 3DS, so I went ahead and did that. Um, affordable uh, space play, uh, affordable space. Uh, yeah, affordable space adventures. Adventure, um, I do have that one, and the citizen, uh, the the citizen game I do have also. Um, I wanted Rhythm Thief too. I had to have that game, so I got that, but I haven't started it just yet. There you go. Yeah, and then yeah, um, I heard there were some shenanigans that they pulled Citizen of Earth uh, after the humble bundle. There were some problems. Yeah, it it was like they was able to find a find a exploit in it. And so they took it down, um, and I I don't know if they fixed it and put it back up um, because they said it, it was able to allow you to do homebrew or something like that. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we, we can't have any of that shit. God damn it. <laughs> Jesus Christ, just let it go. We just want to play neat shit on your system. Well, shoot, if you so. want to play homebrew games, just get a PS Vita or a PlayStation Plus and play all the Nintendo games that you want. Right. Um, uh, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, that's another one that's that just hit, too, that I want to get my mitts on, too, is uh, Super Meat Boy finally just dropped for the Wii U. Yeah, um, I'm, I, I don't know if I'm going to get it yet. Um, really? But, Why not? Um... I, I, there's something about it that just doesn't appeal to me. I, I mean, I like I watched um, Indie the game. I like I watched that documentary, um, and, and it was pretty good. I do recommend watching it. Um, but something about that game just doesn't Agreed. appeal to me. Um, I I I just don't know. Um, I, I, and that's don't why like I said that I probably brutal punishing it. platformer action. 
I mean, I, I mean, I could do it. I could, uh, you know, I'll take it. Um, cause I, I don't even have like one thousand and one spikes. I don't even have that game. Um, I, I think it's just, it's just something about it doesn't appeal to me just yet. Um, but I do want to play it. Fair and, enough. And I, pro- like I said, I'll probably pick it up on the sale. Um, if they include it in another humble bundle, um, I will pick it up. I will do that. Right on. So you you want one of those uh, those punishing uh, platformer games? Go dig out your 360 and uh, go look for uh, Cloudberry Kingdom. That's a good fucked up one. Oh, oh Cloudberry Kingdom. I, I do. Was that an indie game? Yeah, it was a. Uh, it was one of the the live arts. It was good. It was just punishing as shit. Oh wow. <laughs> Can I just have my Crash and my Jack and Daxter and my Mario games? <laughs> no, I, I hear you. There, there's a certain simplicity in just picking up a game that you know is just challenging enough that you don't have to think about it real hard, yeah. and you kind of get the joy of just running through it. You know, like th- frankly, throw back to like some of the early stages of uh, Explosion Man. Those are yeah. great. Those felt like the Hedgehog stages. I could just run and jump. And if I time it just right, I feel awesome. And, and I th- love that shit. Yeah, there I is mean, something divine about that experience. I love when uh, speed in the game, in a platformer game, it's just like almost throughout the whole level. Because there's just something about it. It just feels good. Like definitely when I'm playing like a Mario level and there's parts I could just speed through, it feels just mm-hmm. so good. Oh, yeah. Especially, um, more recently, like the uh, the music stages from uh, Rayman Legends. Yes, oh. those were great. Those were brilliantly designed. You know, you you already they they pull songs that you know, so you already know kind of the rhythm that you're going to need to do shit. You just got to pay attention a little bit, and you get to see something really fucking cool. Yes, like I, I can appreciate that. I love the Black Betty stage in that. That was great. Oh, see. Um, I, I see. I gotta play more of Raymond Legends. That's part of my uh, backlog bash blowout for optional opinion. Uh, I I chose that <laughs> I went for one of my games, so I got two weeks to beat it. So I can't wait till I play that. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah, and I'll and I'll explain that a little bit later. Uh, but yeah, like uh, June and July is my uh, backlog blow bash blowout where uh, I pick one game for each console, and I give that game two weeks to play. So, uh, There you uh, go. Yeah, I'm doing Shadow of Modar for uh, Xbox One. Um, I, I forgot what I chose for PS4. Um, and I got to I gotta relook at my PS3. But those two games are definitely, I'm playing like Raymond Legends and, uh, and Shadow of Modar I'm playing. Um, I just gotta do uh, relook at my Sony plans. I completely forgot them. Um, and if people didn't know, I know what game I've been playing. I just remembered I have been playing a game. What you been playing? I'm playing fucking uh, Pokemon Shuffle on my cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, I tell you what, man. Um, we we were in the hospital uh, maybe about a month or so ago, uh-huh. and. It was just take fucking ever. Like, we had been in the waiting room for God knows how long. I spent damn near my entire day there with my wife. 
And uh, I, I eventually took the baby over to, to my folks and like, can you watch her for a couple hours? Well, you know, we're sitting here in the emergency room and uh, finally got back into a room. My poor wife lay there just looking bored and miserable. And I, I had downloaded it on my cell phone. I hadn't even cracked it open yet. I turned it on. I went, here, honey, play this. You'll like this. And she sat there and played it for hours, just sitting there in the, in the ER. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I kind of picked it up after her and, you know, she's, she's playing on her phone now and I'm playing through and that's, that's one where I'm laying in bed at night and I'll pick it up for 20, 30 minutes and, you know, kind of go, okay, I had my fun. I'm ready to put it down now. So I have been playing a game. Yay. Yay. Um, so I finished the uh, division. Um, and I, uh, how was it? Was it worth it? Uh, I think that side just told us everything we needed to know, right? (laughs) Well, you know what? I I think it's that because it's an open world online game, you really can't follow the story. And the ending that they give you, like it was, it was very weird because um, the end level that they give you, you just like oh. It's, it feels like a regular mission, like nothing like super special about it. And then it has you go somewhere else to get the ending of the game. And then it just opens back up for you to do any side quests that you miss or go to the dark zone. And I kind of felt gypped because it, for some unknown reason, it feels like the story that they give you about this game it, it it's completely something else, and you would think that for a game for a city that's supposed to be in crisis because of a virus, you would think something you know will happen. No, the the enemies that you fight throughout the main game or throughout throughout the open world before you get to the dark zone is pretty much all you're gonna fight throughout the whole game. And when you get to the end part, you know, of course, it's like a shootout. Uh, of each level, that's it. And then you get the gear and you move on and you complete the quest. And it's just it's it's so it just repeats throughout the whole game. Um, that there's that the oh, this looks like a not, super lame version of Fantasy Star Online. Uh, well, it, it kind of is. Like it's not a bad game, but there the structure is so weird. It's just like. They have all these. They have all these safe houses that you gotta go to to unlock. Well, at one point, there's one safe house that's not even that you can unlock, and you know, open up all the side quests. But there's no mission attached. A mission attached to it. Like there's no missions in that last part of the game. Like once you beat uh, the like like it was just weird like. The level that they gave you could have been at any part of the game, and that could have been it. Sounds like they had a whole lot of space to fill and not enough shit to fill it with. Yeah, and then that's why the story came out that they were just like, the most of the people who are playing the Division are single players. It's just like people are playing it like it's in single-player mode. Um, and I know there's a community of people saying, hey, if you guys got this game for the system i'm this come join me let's do the dark zone but there's nobody asking to play like the no one's asking to play 
I'm sorry about that. The single, the uh, the story mode with them, like people are not asking about that, and that's like very weird. Um, like I know that it, uh, I, I know there's gear and stuff attached to it, but it's just it it really was a letdown. And but I will say this: anyone who is who don't have the game. Um, it's on sale at Toys R Us for forty dollars this week. I think for PlayStation Four, I know for PlayStation Four it is. Um, Xbox One it may be also, uh, but if you thinking of getting it on the cheap, it's twenty dollars saved off. So uh, people could look at uh, could get that if they want to. Uh, but I really, I I kind of just like what this was the ending. I'm like. You put five, six years of development time or whatever into this game, and this is the ending that I got. That you know, it, 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 it's, it's completely weird. But it, it's a decent game. I I won't say that I it's not. I didn't get my money's worth out of it. I won't say that. But um, I would have bought. What, uh, what what dollar value would you have rated that game at? Uh, if I rate it as a dollar value i i think the 40 dollar sale that's going on right now i would give it like 40 dollars because it is good it is fun i will say that it is fun um and when you get more friends and stuff like that and you guys communicating because i did that was like with the demo i'm waiting to do that uh through the mad game like help some people um it, it really is fun like because you got people you know helping you and stuff but uh like an overall single player experience I, I, the $40 would do you justice. Um, it, it's not bad. It's, it's not bargain binish. Uh, it's a, it's a good game from Ubisoft. Uh, but look what I else. found. Oh, it's the baby giver. Oh. <laughs> Say hi to the peoples. We have uh have an Aria job. I know we all had to stop and coo at the little infant. Oh. So our special guest. <laughs> <laughs> um and I like I said, I've uh I w- I've given forty dollars. It I would say out of the Yoshi coins for my personal rating, I would give it like four out of five Yoshi coins. It's not bad. It really is good. Um, and it's probably a little bit fun. Uh, I haven't did the Dark Zone yet. I'm waiting to uh, get a group of people and see. Because a lot of my friends who are playing it uh, in this community, so many of them got it for a PS4. And I'm like, I got it for Xbox One. So... Uh, uh, hopefully, I could uh, find a group and be able to play the game with them on that. There you go. Uh, so maybe uh, maybe it rates a little better once you get a better community going for it. Yes, uh, and I have started Uncharted Four, uh, and I kind of posted that it's a six point five right now. And it it's gorgeous. I, I will give it that. It is gorgeous with the art style, but but what they do in the beginning is not promising to me like i people overlook it and and i'm just and i know uh our very good old canadian correspondent mr adrian nieto who couldn't be here because he's working on tuna he's busily he's busy guzzling maple syrup again (laughs) 
So He's in a maple syrup chugging contest. I think that's <laughs> part of their filming Super Troopers too. Uh, uh, he gets to be rookie this time. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Come on, Rook, open up the throat. Relax the throat. <laughs> drop the jaw. Go, 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 go. <laughs> uh, um, he's going to kick our asses when he hears this. Yeah, and he's probably going to cut it off about Uncharted 4. Be like, oh, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to discuss it. Um, it, it. I mean, it starts as a 6.5 to me. Not saying it wowed me out the gate. Um, but it's kind of pulling the same same tricks and cliche things that Naughty Dog has done with the other Uncharted. And, and a lot of people say that uh, now. I like I said, I do admit that I, 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 I'm displeased. I won't use hate anymore for Uncharted One and Uncharted Uncharted Two. I am displeased with with, with the way that is the the story mode. And the layout of the levels are designed for both games. Um, this one, um, I I do have to say, I it was one part of the game of the intro that I was looking at the characters. Um, that I was just like, okay, now this is looking like until dawn for some unknown reason. Like with some of the character models, I'm like, this doesn't look good, and it may just be me. Uh, but um, I, I was just like, e, why did they decide to do this? They should have just waited, and then yeah, it's it, just some of the intro stuff. But I think, but you know, the jumping is good, the fighting is good, um, the gunplay is better in this game. I will say that, um, like, uh, it is gorgeous. I will give it that, um. But compared to something like Rise of the Tomb Raider, um, they're they're kind of equal. I would give it more to Rise of the Tomb Raider uh, right at this moment uh, compared to giving it to Uncharted 4. Um, They both graphically look good, but it seems that um, Rise of the Tomb Raider plays better than Uncharted 4 just at this moment because I haven't played any more of it. Um, But I do plan to get through that. and then uh, again, I'll start back on Yoshi's Willy World in a couple of days because uh, I, I feel like Uncharted Four exactly. should probably take me probably to Thursday or Friday to beat. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and I I know uh, I have um, still Quantum Break still to play. I got that game also. Um, I cracked it open, played a little bit of it, but went back to the division because I wanted to finish it. Um, but Quantum Break is kind of my next, also my next game. And Sky Resort is coming up soon, yeah. too. And then I'll be ready for yeah. E3 with that craziness. Yeah, let's let's talk about this mess for a minute. Because we we were gone for a couple when all this bullshit was announced. Um, the, the, the fuck? The only game Nintendo is going to show this year isn't even out until next year. Yes. What the fuck? <laughs> what are you releasing for Christmas? We know that, you know, you've got Federation Force coming up in August. Uh-huh. This would be a great time to traipse that out again and in a much closer to finished form and maybe put a, a little better, you know, PR spin on it for a change. Yeah. You know, tell us what the hell you're going to do for Christmas. You don't even have to talk about NX at this point. You could totally blow that to Nintendo Direct that I won't care. But for God's sakes, 
don't do nothing but a game that I can't even put my fingers on until next year. The hell. You know, and I would say that's good. This is good for Nintendo. Now, <laughs> don't give me that look. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, but I'll run with it. Okay. Let's, let's hear only, this one. Only, I'm only sure it's good. Why, only reason why I, I say that, um, um, and this doesn't have nothing to do more with Zelda U and what Treehouse is doing, you know, it's besides all of that. Um, I think the focus of this E3 this year is still going to be VR. I think Marcus, maybe Microsoft and Sony are probably going to go so heavy on it so they could push it out. And for a lot of uh, journalists, um, th- I think they want to be put on that more than what Nintendo wants to be put on. Because everything that a lot of journalists do with Nintendo, they kind of brush it off and just be like, well, they got a poor showing and, you know, nothing very interesting because they feel like the Nintendo games doesn't uh, apply to them. It doesn't wow them. Um, and, I, and, and you know, I think that's, that's fine. I think just showing Zelda U and what that delay uh what the delay they have for the game, you know, showing the process of the work. Um, I would be more interested in, um, you know, because, well, what else is our, do they need to show? Tokyo Mirage Session is coming out. Hopefully that gets a, a Nintendo Direct after E3. Um, you know, I'm already going to be buying that game. Uh, Color uh, Paper Mario Color Splash will be out like later this year. Um, they might throw a lot of indie games out that's ready to go. Like so we might see more of Axiom Verge and stuff like that. Um 3DS games gonna probably be good to go. So I, I think there's gonna probably be a lot of good stuff coming out later on in the year. I think the presentation they don't have together uh just yet. Cause like the Dragon Quest games they got delayed. So you know you really can't do nothing. Oh, there, there is no presentation this year. All they're doing is fucking treehouse. Well, yeah. We don't even get a presser. We don't get a blowout. Nothing. But you know, we get you know the the live treehouse mm-hmm. shit, and they're going to be running that all week. Which you know, one of two things is going to happen. We're get you know all week. We're going to see the same hour to two hours of them playing it over and over again, or. We're going to see a whole fuck ton of this game, quite possibly all of it, by the time the week is done. And have, you know, seen way more than I actually wanted to until I got to get it in my own hands and play it myself. But you know what? It brings more concern about, like, EA not being at E3, having their own, like, kind of presentation and being in a different spot. Like, like... Like I wouldn't blame Nintendo or anything uh, uh, for what they for their choices they they made, but this E3 kind of makes me feel worrisome about all the other companies hearing how people are not you know buying booths and setting up their own places and stuff, and it, it's wor- it's worrisome to me because it just feel like are people you know leaving E3 you know and trying to do their own thing own thing. Uh, compared to what Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo are doing because once third parties start hosting their own little events and not going to the center uh, to like have it all in one that gets c- completely worrisome be like is this a budget problem like money problems or um, or, or what it, it's, it's very weird frankly I don't think it's a bad thing honestly I, I think really that you know, given a lot of that shit's going on more and more every year, I think a 
Ninty is missing out on a big opportunity here because there's less of the the big publishers, never mind the big three, but, you know, uh-huh. a lot of the publishers that have been getting their own pressers, you know, during that week aren't going. I'm like, you have a much bigger opportunity, uh, less less to compete with. You know, you've, you've now got more room on the fucking stage. Take it. Well, but I mean, on top yeah. of that, I don't think it's such a, a bad thing that some of the, the bigger ones like ETH, uh, EA or, yeah. you know, Bugger and all, because it's a great opportunity for some of the smaller studios to get a, a, a bigger spotlight, a bigger showcase in the bow. You know, I mean, I know they, they get a lot of it, at, you know, stuff like PAX and PAX East and all yeah. that. And that's that's a good thing. But for them to be able to have a bigger time to shine in, in the big, you know, circus tent, that's that's not a bad thing at all. Yeah, not and, really. And and I would say this, I'm I'm kind of, uh, I have always said that I've been worried more for Sony and Microsoft because definitely with Microsoft, um I, like I said, Cuphead, um uh, can't wait for that game to come out, but like what else do they actually have planned for the whole year? Like we have to see WeCore we have to see Forza. Uh, we have to see Gears of War four. Like we have to see those at least those three games with some more announcements for uh, for e um, for Microsoft. Like even with Sony, um, the Last Guardian that needs to be dated. Um, uh, Horizon Red Dawn that needs to be dated. Um, and uh, the hell's going on with Shenmue three? They have to talk about that. They have to talk about that. They have to talk about final. They're probably going to talk more about Final Fantasy 15. So they probably got something exclusive with that. Um, they probably won't talk about Titanfall 2 because EA is probably going to spend more time talking about that. Um, there, there's just stuff that they. Oh no, that won't stop them from talking about that shit. There's plenty of shows where, where you know, one of the big three want to sit there and talk about, you know. Somebody else's, you know, another big developer's game coming to their system, only to see another hour of that being talked about at somebody else's presser afterwards. Well, it's like, going to I'm have to, no well, longer interested. Well, I definitely for for Sony, they're going to have to show the next Kojima game, and it's they going they going to have to show whether gameplay or they're going to show a trailer. Sony, ain't, well, Sony, I, mean, I was going to say Sony ain't getting another Kojima game, but I was I stand corrected. Konami sure as shit ain't getting another Kojima game. Right, because well, well, Kojima partnered up with Sony to make an exclusive game for PlayStation Four. Yep. So I mean, they they're going to have to say something like they're going to have to show like that because they're probably only going like for Sony personally. I feel like they're probably going to show maybe four or five like really console games, and then the rest of the show is PlayStation VR. They're going to be trying to build up hype for that uh for oh, that know. system, and. To me personally, I feel like you guys are going to talk about the same thing with VR that you talked about um, last year when you guys had the PlayStation experience. And that's concerning to me because the only one that really stands out for PSVR um, is going to be the Res game. You know, and a lot of people have been talking about, well, the other games, you know, uh, they're kind of good, like, but you know, are we gonna get pricing for games? Are uh, like we got the price for the system and what's gonna come with? But are we gonna get pricing and release dates for these games? And like, how? Like, definitely where I work at, I'm like, how many are am I gonna get in my store? And will this be viable enough to sell? 
end. Well, no, not, not to mention too, if you want to get into the, the the PlayStation VR, don't forget you got to buy you know a, a good handful of last gen's tech. You know, here, go pick up some Move controllers because these are great. Yeah. And they're gonna be and they're gonna release the Move controllers when the system come out. But don't give me eight PSVR systems and then only send me like four Move controllers. Because that's what they literally did with the PlayStation Vita. I got I got maybe ten of the PlayStation Vitas, and then like two of the memory cards. Oh, that's that's more internal logistics than than Sony. Truthfully, that's that's its own special mess that that I guarantee you is happening on a company's side. Um, but it, yeah, you know. I, I right now though I, I want to take a moment before this falls out of my head. Go ahead. Kojima game. I want to make my wild, outlandish. Please let it be this prediction. I want the Kojima game that they announce. It needs to be Baktai Three. Bring that shit back. Uh. Baktai was awesome. Bring me some new fucking Boktai, damn it. Uh, unfortunately, Konami owns that. Um, it's supposed to be an action game. It's supposed to be a new IP action game. Well, Boktai was action-y. Yeah. I, I, I had some action with Boktai. Now, uh, and I went outside. <laughs> <laughs> that was its own special action. Pretty much. Press button to exit house. Now, it would be shocking, well, of course, Kojima would do God of War. That would be interesting, but I don't I, I really can't don't see know. him doing that. That just doesn't sound like it's going to add up right to me. I think he should just do Sokong, like a new Sokong game. See, and I, I, I'd be down with that. That's a series that needs to fucking come back. Yeah. Sokong was awesome. I think that, it's it's kind of a shame because truthfully, SOCOM I think came out ahead of its time. Uh-huh. You know, the, the the network just was not there to really bring out the the best in SOCOM with the online play. I I remember when it came out; I thought it was great. I had a great time with SOCOM, right? And I just thought, you know, it's it's a shame because we were at a point where you know the the network adapter wasn't built in. The, the base wasn't there for it, you know. And so the only people you ever played with were the fucking hardcore hoorah SOCOM <laughs> yeah. players. Yeah. You know. And the three of us that played Amplitude online, we had the network adapter for that shit, too. Yeah. And, and I definitely, it would be interesting to see what uh, Sony does. So, because I, 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 I just feel like most of the talk is going to be on Sony and a little bit on Microsoft and Birdie on Nintendo. Like, they really don't spend that much time on Nintendo anyways. And, of course, people are going to f- be displeased about what Nintendo probably presents and be like, well, it's probably another gimmick kind of thing they're trying to do with Zelda, and, you know, it looks okay. But, you know, they're probably going to, a lot of game journalists are probably not going to really play up what Nintendo has to show. And... And truthfully, to me personally, that's fine because I don't think Nintendo comes to E3 trying to win it. You know, I think people personally want want Nintendo to win it. Like I, I make I didn't not say make, but you know, 
I find more interest in a lot of Nintendo games that they're going to show. So I personally would like award them compared to Microsoft and Sony. They don't have bad showings, but I'm like most of them have been trailers, and it doesn't tell me anything about what game they're going to be releasing. Like I would love in that trailer to just be some real life gameplay, like a, a energy bar or something, because definitely. If Sony have not learned from um, the Order eighteen eighty six, like if they have not learned from thank that, you, I needed that today. <laughs> <laughs> like if they have not learned from them from from that experience, that's something that they need to take precaution in with their with their press conference. Like at least uh, at least with. Microsoft, when they showed Rise of the Tomb Raider, what they display is in the actual game. So I do uh, respect that. And I, 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 last year, I gave Microsoft props. Like, they did a really good job with their uh, with their presentation. And I looked more for their indie games than I did for their console games. Um, oh, yeah. And, 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 yeah, go ahead. I'm a little torn on that just for the simple fact that, you know, the, the selection of indie stuff that Microsoft was showing last year was solid, but I was really kind of like heart tugged when I saw Recore. I'm like, ooh, that's my ooh shiny thing. I want to <laughs> touch it, you know, like right. that, that gives me the swelling bubblies of joy. Right. Like all the indie stuff together is really cool and I'm going to bet shit. But I'm just like, I want that one, Mom. Get me that one. Well, it, Kenji Unafune in uh um uh, not armchair. Uh, I gotta think the ex retro. Uh, some of the retro studio. folk, yeah, yeah, like them coming together to make that game. Like I, I feel like it's the meet between Japanese and. Uh, West uh, philosophy of design of making video games coming together. Like, I think Kenji Inafune is going to have like the layout of the whole game, and Retro Studios is going to be able to bring that dream to life. Um, or not Retro. Speaking Studios, of, because it's not that's another thing that's going to piss me the fuck off. This is another year I don't get to find out what the fuck Retro is doing. Seriously. Somebody call them up. You're like, I need a – just give me a Facebook status no, update. You didn't, while you're doing something cool, please, because it's been a hot minute. You didn't hear? Um, they're planning, no, I apparently missed this shit somewhere. What the hell is going on? They're putting, they're making a game for NX. Yeah, it still doesn't tell me a damn thing of what they're they, doing. They I, I'm making out, a game for a thing for a system that yeah, nobody knows a fucking place, thing about. They place a, a ad to hire people to work on a new property, on a new game. Um, I think they, whatever they was working on was going to... Is it a new IP? Um, yeah. Really? IP. Yeah. They're making a new IP for NX. Um, it, okay. I think it was rumored first to be for Wii U, but I think it ended up getting moved to NX. So... Um, they were, they were, uh, they had an ad to hire, like, I think, uh, a, a artist or a programmer or someone they was, um, asking to hire in, uh, to come work for I'm them. I'm calling so it right now. It's Project IP. Hammer. Ah! <laughs> hey, it might just be. 
if if shoot, they might it might just be because even if they I, I think with Project Hammer, of course everybody expect them to give it give it some platform uh platinum. But I would platinum. like to I would like to see what Ninja Theory could do on a Nintendo platform. And even though I they're, think, yeah, even, I think some of it too depends on where they're, you know, where where Nintendo's going with this new system. too. you know, that's that's going to be a big thing is whether or not you come to the, the table with an idea that's that, that fits uh-huh. what they're doing. You know, they mm-hmm. might come to the table with an idea and go, "We got this great fucking idea," and then look at the platform and go, "Oh, it's not such a great fit, though." Damn. Yeah, and I think a lot, probably uh, a lot of development, because uh, I know they're they're working on Zelda. We we know that much, but I think a lot of development probably ended up getting is getting shifted to NX, um, because definitely like for Sony, I think a lot of development uh, people on their team have shifted their focus on VR and just let third party handle all the console stuff. Yeah. I, I think personally, you you might be wrapping VR up uh, in its in its own little universe more than it, it deserves, truthfully. Because frankly, I'm still looking at PlayStation VR and seeing more of an an expansion, an extension, an add on to the PS4 right. than it, really its own platform. You know, that's 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 kind of the way I'm looking at it. Because to me, Sony VR is not its own platform, you know, and I, I still don't know if there's enough content there. They might be stuck in a catch-22, really, where, you know, people look at it and go, this needs to have more software before I buy it. And Sony says, we need to have more people buy this before we make software for it. I think they might very well find themselves stuck in a catch-22. Well, they they they're going to like they're going to have to sell. They're going to have to sell and support the system at least for two and a half years. Oh no, they no no they don't. You know, let's let's look at Vita. How uh, how fast did they drop that shit? Maybe five months after it came out. Yeah, that one tanked hard. Well, with the you know, that's a brand new, that's a brand new console, and you dropped it after five, six months. Never mind what I, I believe you may or may not try and tell me with a hardware add-on. Yeah, well, you, you can't tell me I don't have a right to be leery on that one. Right. Well, definitely with the Vita, the first problem was was the memory card thing. Why do you need a memory card <laughs> to save on a game that's cartridge based? That a that doesn't make sense. B, um, you you you're actually charging more or even equal pricing of the cheapest uh memory card to like your regular games, and you only could buy a Sony one. You can't buy no other um developers. You have to buy a Sony one. Um, and that became a really big yeah. problem. Um, you bring out two models, one that's Wi-Fi, the other one, if you want to do, uh, you could do Wi-Fi, but you got to get a, con- a contract with AT&T, 
that doesn't make sense. Like, why why would you do that? Why Nintendo's over here with the 3DS? You it's free Wi-Fi, all the games work in. Plus, you get the DS games that work. And all the only thing that you gotta do is, if you want a big more memory, just put in a bigger SD card, and that's it. I'm I'm convinced that when Sony came up with the Vita, somebody from R and D like was on vacation, and it was a conference room full of like marketing people and the advertising department, and went, "Hey, everyone's gone, dude. Let's see how much shit we can get away with in a week." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the the Vita fell on. Just little things, um, and and kind of that's almost what happened to the Xbox One when it was released. Um, too many bad announcements and things that they were planning for the system. That pr- that kind of press definitely hurt um, the uh, release of the Xbox One. I mean, it it is it's so well. Um, I do enjoy. I enjoy the Xbox One over over the PlayStation Four, um, but I when they made those announcements that hurt the system bad and definitely in japan like they like like the xbox one if you thought we you so bad xbox one in japan i think in one week sold 3657 consoles cultural bias that I will never be able to explain other than a bunch of Japanese people going Microsoft from US bad we know buy yes that's my terribly offensively <laughs> racist and just lack of effort I, I probably could have gone for a, a more hardcore English if you really wanted to push that one but English. yeah I, it's it's late and I don't have the umph to, to work that one out but yeah, no, Microsoft will never manage to take off in Japan. It it will take the, th- the the second coming of Christ to make that one happen finally. So it's 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 not happening as much as they want to. And you know, a for effort for trying. You know, back in the three sixty days, like we got Blue Dragon guys, guys, Blue Dragon, anything, and it didn't do that much for them there either. You know, I, I give them props for continuing to try, but let's be honest, this is a lost cause. Yeah, well, it's a big concern for uh, uh, for Microsoft because they lost the president that was in Japan that was over there, uh, over Microsoft uh, uh, Xbox One division or their video game division. He resigned. He stepped down and resigned uh, because of the bad probably because they were going to fire him if he didn't at that point yeah you can't possibly step into that position and think you're going to walk away smelling like roses there's no way that is a lose-lose situation but i think it's it's probably even hurting um like because mobile is very big in japan and i think nintendo games still do very well um over anything else because definitely when i listen to the a4 play podcast when, when they talk about nintendo or i read news about nintendo in japan it seems that you know their sales and stuff is still good compared to i barely hear any kind of sale thing about sony uh playstation 4 or uh or even xbox in japan 
you know. Yeah. And, and I know. Well, to, to oh, be man. fair, Nintendo's putting out still so distinctly Japanese D that we will never see stateside. Yeah. Shame. And, you know, the, the few oddball ones that do don't always do all that great. But, you know, case in point, your, your sharp FE coming over is one of those that I'm like, it's neat that it came here. It ain't going to sell well. It, it'll sell some. There's a niche market that will oh. buy the fuck out of it. Uh-huh. But that market is so big. You you are not going to grow your audience with this game at all. And well, that's fine. It's it's smart to service the existing company. You know, customer. Well, don't this, leave them flapping in the wind. This is what everybody is is kind of feeling about uh, with Sharp FE. Is that if you really want that physical copy, you better you better uh, pre pre reserve this game, or you better be at that store in the morning to get your physical copy. Because I mean, uh-huh. this is like you gotta actually realize this is Sega and Atlas and Nintendo together making the game. Atlas makes money off of the 3DS role-playing games compared to what they make off of consoles. Um, they'll probably make oh, money yeah. off... Yeah, they'll probably make money off of Persona 5. Um, but shoot, you bring in something that's a little bit localized coming to America, oh yeah, you better get that now because, A, you don't want Xeno... Uh, Xenoblade happening again. Xenoblade Chronicles. You don't want that kind of craziness happen happen again. Like definitely for me, I went and like Xenoblade Chronicles. I pre-ordered that from GameStop, and I'm like, I'm like the man said, I was the first one to do it. They're still trying to get my copy. They want to offer me sixty five dollars for my copy, and I'm like, no, yeah. you're not getting my first print copy of this game. No. Now, of course, it's, yeah. it's available on Wii U on Wii U to download. But I'm just like, I got this art book, I got the game, and I think it came with a soundtrack or whatever. But I'm like, I got my uh, first condition in this uh, for this game. And that's better than oh, having yeah. on digital. Like, it took y'all years to get this game on, a, on uh, for download. And, you know, that's that's me. Definitely, well, what's really worrisome this year is Final Fantasy fifteen. Um, still, if that game does not sell in Japan and America, there's a big problem with that too. I'm I'm sure Final Fantasy will have enough to to justify it existing. It, it may not be quite as booming as you know back in the days of ten and even twelve, but yeah. you know I, I, there's there's enough of a solid, consistent market for Final Fantasy. That it, it will continue to exist, and that's that's one too that you know it's it's such a shame because there really was at one point such a strong drive for for Final to to yep. be you know coming again and again you know in, into the marketplace with a new entry, and it doesn't feel like that enthusiasm is there for that series anymore. I think they've kind of run the well dry. And, you know, the there's ones that will continue to buy it just because they've always bought it and go, oh, it's new Final Fantasy. It's not bad. Right. I'll maybe get another one if it comes out. But, you know, I, I just don't see the, the, the fucking hype train 
for Final Fantasy anymore, like like it was. You know that that series I think has run. I won't say it's run its course, but it's maybe starting to get to the point where it's outdated. It's welcome. Maybe we we finally see the day where we see that Final Fantasy. Terrible joke, wah wah. But you know this this is a series that I think Square needs to take a good long look at and go. Are we really getting our return on our investment for this shit? Because I just, I don't see it. You know, a new Final Fantasy game comes out, and I don't, I never see anybody really talking about it much anymore. You know, there was that point when, when Final Fantasy dropped, and that's all you heard about for a fucking year from anybody that played video games. It was, oh my god, Final Fantasy, uh. You know, and that's that's gone. And, I, and, you know, and probably because of... Uh... they drag that out? And probably because that's why Bravely Default did so well. It's because it reminds you of that old school Final Fantasy game that people love. Um, yeah. And, 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 and well, definitely with Final Fantasy of now, because they want to make it so story driven, it's too many cutscenes. Um, that's that's been oh god one yeah that's my... that's a mess in its own right yeah and, and that that was even a problem that I have with Final Fantasy thirteen is that I felt like Final Fantasy thirteen messed up with its story with all the cutscenes and with all having a two party team and it just it just ruined the flow of the game that you know you got like six seven characters that you want to use. But it kept feeling like every part of the game was always two characters, two characters, two characters. A cutscene that would happen to make sure that you're forced to stay with two characters. And that, and to me personally, I think that kind of hurt the Final Fantasy brand. Uh, I, though some people do like 13, um, I think it just could have been better. Yeah. You know, it's, like I said, I, I just. I don't know how much longer that series can continue to justify its own existence. I, I'd be really curious to see, you know, Square's financials in regards to the Final Fantasy series. I'm like, how much bank are you making on this? Like, you know, maybe maybe you get a an adrenaline shot when you start dropping the bits and pieces of Final Fantasy VII again. But beyond that, really, every time I see a trailer for a new Final Fantasy, I'm just like, what the hell's going on? What is this? I, think, I don't care anymore. I think Final Fantasy has really become a handheld game in order to sell. I think if they made yeah. Final Fantasy 16 for 3DS or for 3DS and Vita, I'll add Vita with it. Uh, if they did it for those two handheld uh, systems, it'll definitely sell on the 3DS. That's with, with no problem. That would easily sell on the 3DS. Um, more than the PlayStation Vita, but I think they will sell more copies, and I think it will allow them to be more creative because to um, take away from the, the the cinematic experience and actually focus yeah. on the gameplay and telling the the story in small detail. Because once that happens, they're going to make money again, and I think that's what people want. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what what happens. That's why I think like Persona Five would sell well because everybody wants the game. Everybody, people who are big RGB fans, are just like this is on top of my list. Uh, due to the fact yeah, that I, I think you're honest. 
I think you're onto something, though. I, I think if the Final Fantasy series really wants to get back into its heyday, it needs to de-evolve a little bit. Take a couple steps back, you know, jump back a couple generations. You know, and you're absolutely right. The the 3DS, I think, would be a brilliant place to put it. You know, tie tie their hands a little and keep keep all the uh, all the CG shit in check, and worry about putting together a game that has solid, enjoyable mechanics that exactly. I would want to play through, and tell me a story where the characters develop, where they grow over the course of the game. Not just every hour or two when I hit a cutscene. Right. That's longer than a boss fight or something like that. Yeah. So, well, but That's... before we go, um, the last thing I kind of want to bring out, um, and I don't know how you feel about this, the Battlefield 1 and the Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, um, how Battlefield oh, 1 God. got more... <laughs> Got more likes and uh, Call of Duty got um, like a million point five dislike. Um, uh, so I don't know what your thoughts are about that. Uh, what do you think? Um, I've I've seen both of them, and I don't know what the heck is happening in the Call of Duty game. And I'm I guess okay with the Battlefield one, but I. Still Still, just like I'm, I'm not going to get these games when they come out. They still don't do nothing for me. Yeah, here's here's where I sit on it. Every time I see a new Call of Duty game, I go, "Oh, look, it's been a year again." Damn. And you know, Battlefield's turned into the same thing too. At this point, I don't give two craps either way. However, that being said. I understand that there is a very reliable market of people that will buy these games, you know, seminally every year. Uh-huh. And that's that's great, you know, and I, I don't knock them. I, for me, I'm past the point of bashing and hating on it. I just have apathy at it, but I understand it at least. And I, I will say I want to harken back to something we talked about earlier yeah. is that, you know, knowing at this point that there's just not a, a big difference between – why should I get a PlayStation or an Xbox One? What's what's the difference anymore? I don't care. There's not enough driving exclusive games, not content, games yes. on either of them for me to really get excited about one over the other. But Sony has a has a, a potential leg up. If they were fucking smart, they'd bring back SOCOM and they could dip in a third time you know, every, every year or every couple of years into that same pool of people that's yep. come out now that are super big on on freaking Call of Duty and on Battlefield. There's a market that is not being tended to because you guys let SOCOM go for so long. You could totally bring that out fresh face and you're going to get a big draw. And on top of that, you're, you're going to have a big swing your way when you you get the the bro gamer it's like bro i i gotta have a, a system so i can play call of duty and i i can play battlefield and they're gonna be like what should i get and right now there's there's no real reason to to go one over the other right. aside from flip a fucking coin you drop socom again i guarantee you 
that dude's going to go, dude, I can get Call of Duty and Battlefield and this cool-ass SOCOM thing? Fuck yeah. And and I, and you know, I would say— that, and, that shit would be brilliant. And I would say this. If Guerrilla Games, the people who make Killzone, if they even if, even if they made that new SOCOM, automatic sale. It's a it's a it's literally an automatic sale because I think Guerrilla Games they understand first person shooters, but I think they could make a bomb SOCOM game just like like a, Killzone a, needs to come back too. Well, depending on how well Killzone Shadowfall did. Um, I, I literally would love to see them do a, a SOCOM. I, I would say this. If Kojima was the head director of the SOCOM project and Guerrilla Games was assisting Kojima Productions to make that game and it came out this year, oh, that would, that, I think that would sell huge over, um, over Battlefield 1 and Call of Duty put together. Now people might laugh oh, yeah. at that, but I'm just like there's there are people who are hungering for SOCOM. Not many people talk about it, but if it's done right, if the online functionality is spot on, not laggy, doesn't drop, there's no problems with it. If the game looks good and very interesting, if the single player is worth talking about and it matches up with the multiplayer, oh dude, it's on and popping. Well, not only that, but you know what? We're, we're finally at a point now where one of the really cool features of SOCOM, when it first came out, that technology is a lot more prevalent, a lot more smooth. Yes. That was the voice commands. Yeah. I could jump in single player, and I could dole out voice commands to my squad and know that shit was happening. Like, that was cool as shit back in the day. Yeah. You know? They, they tried to, to rehash that into shit to, to push connect more with, with the Xbox 360. Right. And it, it didn't go so hot. But, you know, nobody ever really found a, a great way to implement it. But SOCOM did it a generation prior. And it was fucking awesome. Because, it, it, you know, it, 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 you were, now everybody that plays online standard has a headset already. Right. You are ready to go for this shit. And if you get on it, if you got a, a, a team leader. Who knows how everybody of like if you can learn people's different playstyles and be able to give out commands, you could destroy the other uh, other opponents and and really spit and really build a nice team, really build a nice community. Because uh, I, I didn't really get a chance to play a lot of SoCom, uh, but I really wish I did. And I'm not saying that I never played SoCom because I actually did, and I really enjoyed that game. Um, I think an online with a single player uh, campaign, probably with multiplayer, um, you know, or co-op to help through the single single player. Like to have that going on during the time where, uh, well, not really much Titanfall, but going on where Call of Duty and uh, 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 Battlefield come out. Dude, SOCOM, I think SOCOM would destroy. And like I said, if the gameplay is good to go, oh, it's a knockout. Like, it, to me, SOCOM has to be, has to become one of the Game of the Year nominees if that ever happened. That's how good the oh, yeah. game needs to be. And, and Sony's sitting on a, a gold mine with this because, frankly, here, here's what you do you bring out a brand spanky new SOCOM, you yes. get people excited. You bring back some of the people, you know, those, those hardcore, those diehard SOCOM players that were there and 
here's what you tell them. You say, not only are you getting a brand new SOCOM, but for an extra mm, 30, 40 bucks. Sure. We're going to do a season pass. And here's what you're going to get. It's not just going to be, you know, oh, here's a, a map pack with three maps uh-uh. and we're going to we're going to drop you a few guns here and there for you know a year. No, fuck that shit. You need a dedicated team on there developing, going back to the old, you know, SOCOM one, two and three and pulling every map from that. Oh. And you dole those out over the, you know, every like four months. Map pack number one is all the maps from SOCOM 1. Oh, map that, pack number those is literally. all the SOCOM 2. Sold. Sold. That's a justifiable season pass. I would pay 40 bucks for that shit. I would drop 60 bucks on a brand new copy of SOCOM for the, for the PS4, and I would happily pay 40 bucks for that map pack, for that season pass of map packs that I know is going to drop Heck. once every four months for you know a, a great big bundle of maps from each of the prior socoms you know I do. you, you oh, put okay. one one small dedicated team working on that shit and then on top of that you've got the core of the socom dev team yeah. spending that next year or two working on getting the next socom ready and for god's sakes you are only one one studio do not super overextend yourself because exactly. here's here's the thing. Do not bring me SOCOM every year. Give me a year off. Seriously. I... Do what EA Sports needs to fucking do too. <laughs> they need to take a year off of shit. But you know like, what? I'm, I was... I, I'm telling you. I would say even. Hit me and I'm going to talk about EA Sports <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> Uh, before you go, I, I would even say even even do the Splatoon route if you need if you need to do the Splatoon route like like dropping you know dropping content. I love the forty dollars season pass for the SoCom re the a remake or a remix of the SoCom maps. Dude, that that that's a sale. That that literally right there is a sale. And e- and I'm even do this drop that announcement. And then be like, hey, if you want to, I'm like, if you pre-sell, if you go to GameStop and you pre-register uh, this game, like or do a pre-sale, bam, you get, uh, you not only get uh, SOCOM 1, 2, 3, uh, you get like a remix H- HD version of it. Good to go. You can't buy, you can't buy them singly online. You get them literally free. If you if you go and reserve this game, mm-hmm. there's all kinds of smart shit they could be doing yeah. with this, and it's it's a brilliant IP that's just sitting in the fucking wings. Like why why is it sitting there? You've given it enough time. It's had a whole generation off, and you could really use something to set yourself apart. Seriously, somebody go pull that shit off the shelf, dust it off, and make it pretty. I'm calling on you, Gorilla. I'm saying Gorilla Games. I don't know who the developer could do it. Uh, if you have any ideas, Larry, <laughs> let them out, and we'll we'll definitely. Uh, I think there's a. I think there's a good handful of very confident people. You know, again, frankly, I, I would be perfectly happy to see it in the hands of the the crew that did it the first time around because they did a great job. Oh. It doesn't need to change hands. Just go get those guys. I'm sure they're sitting in an office somewhere twiddling their fucking thumbs because they've been bored for the last 10 years because <laughs> they haven't been making SOCOM. 
Actually, I need to look that up. Okay, now. Because <laughs> I want to see who actually makes Soulcraft. Because, like, uh, that game is just, I, I really respect Soulcraft. I, I really do. Oh, yeah. Um, well, while you're looking that up, I, I'm going to talk EA Sports for a minute because oh, before so I this forget is, about this uh, shit. Uh, from, so, uh, EA Sports. Go. Hold on, before you go. Uh, from 2002, go. Uh, 2012, uh, Zipper Interactive did it, and then from 2007 to 2010, uh, Slank Six Games did it. So, um, the the last week that came out was SOCOM Four U.S. Navy Seals, April 19th of 2011. So it's been five years. It literally has been five yeah. years. Okay, now you so can go. But yeah, EA Sports. I'm. I guarantee you nobody from EA is listening to this, and that's a crime in and of itself because here's some some smart business advice for you fuckers. And I know you can't see me, anybody <laughs> listening, all three of you, but I'm, I'm giving the, the Jack, uh, God damn it, the Lewis Black pointy angry finger <laughs> thing. But uh, my fucking hero. Anyways, no, EA Sports needs to knock it off with this every year shit. That stuff needs to stop. That needed to stop years ago. What they need to do, especially since the 360 and the PS3 came out, there has been no excuse for this. What they need to do is they need to put out a sports game, and then instead of trying to rush another one out that's only marginally or incrementally different, and I don't say better, I say different, than the one they put out last year, what they need to do is they need to let their their main crew on that game take an extra year. Those games need to come out in two-year rotations. And on the off years, you can sell me a $20 fucking or a $20 to $30 roster update yeah. for, you know, the game that I have right now. Seriously, because frankly, I, I can't believe that the fatigue is not set in at this point, you know, of dropping 60 bucks every year on a new game that's only marginally different than the one before it. And really, they're only you know, doing it for the, the, the roster update for the most part, it's like, no, you know, if you let off on this a little bit, your return on investment would probably be brilliant because you, you know, give people an extra year to get hungry to really want it again yeah. and then come out with something that's substantially new and improved. And, you know, after a two year difference and you're going to have people snatching that shit up. Yep. So, if, if anybody listening, which I'm sure nobody is, I talk to myself all day, but if anybody listening can get this to EA, tell them, you know, hey, somebody's got a smart idea. Maybe you should listen. <laughs> That's me being very full of myself. I, I, I clearly think very highly of myself, oh, but that- only here on the show. I, I Outside of the show, it's nothing but self-deprecating humor. Oh, I, I, was, I was telling... <laughs> poor Eddie here before the show and all the shenanigans that I've, I've been, you know, having people start telling me that my daughter looks like me. I'm like, that's horrible. I wouldn't wish that shit on anybody. <laughs> that's just mean. I feel bad for my own child now. Damn it. <laughs> I will say this. EA, do not touch SOCOM. You are banned. Don't touch it. Leave it alone. <laughs> you have been warned. EA doesn't get to have it and fucking Activision doesn't get to have oh, it either. no. 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 You, you people have your own mess. You stay in your own fucking sandbox. Stay away from my shit. Uh, you know what? Um, the uh, Jaeger. 
Jaeger, I think no, Jaeger Games disbanded. I would love to. Uh, they're the people who make Spec Ops the line, really good games, so super good. Oh, I think they could do. Yeah. Uh, oh, they literally could do amazing SOCOM. I just wanted to throw that. I, out I there. can see that. You know, that that's another one too that I'm surprised never got bigger than it did. You know that that was a well done series. Yes. So. They say it didn't sell well, but I, I have it and I played it. I'm like, oh, this is so, so good. It's just very spot on. Such a great game. Um, but with that, everybody, um, that's the show. I want to give you a wrap-up question. Oh, sure. I want to give you a wrap-up question. Because we're talking, you know, there's there's not a big differential between, you know, why should I get a PS4 or an Xbox One? Uh-huh. What exclusive could either of these companies put out there that would make you go, that's why I have to have that system instead. What's the game that, that comes out that, that, that turns the tide in either direction? For me, it was Ori and the Blind Forest and soon to be Cuphead when it comes out. Um, if we're not talking indie games and we're actually talking console games. Tell me like big budget. I would say Rise what's, of the Tomb Raider. Rise, Rise, okay. Yeah, Rise of the Tomb Raider for Xbox One. Even though it is coming for PlayStation Four later on, it's a game that deserves to be played. It's really a big improvement over the first uh, Tomb Raider, which was also good. But Rise of the Tomb Raider is is very addictive and it plays so well. It looks very beautiful too. It it, it really does. Uh, if I had to go with PlayStation Four. Um, if we're going off of indies, I definitely will say Axiom Verge. Um, definitely uh, that. Um, if I had to go console, uh, see, a lot of people would go Bloodborne, but that's very decisive because Bloodborne is not set for everybody. Um, at, at this point in time, I literally would say uh, just wait for a PlayStation 4 until... You see a game that really uh, that really stands out. I, I know a lot of people, like I said, a lot of people will say Bloodborne, but I mean, you got Bloodborne, Dark Souls three now. But I, I don't see any game like really standing out just yet. Um, <coughs> I I will say the next big must have game for me is The Last Guardian uh, for PlayStation four, and so when that comes out. If it really delivers, I would say The Last Guardian uh, would be the one to get. After that, uh, Quarter Dreams also have a game come out called Detroit. I think that's the name of it or codename. Uh, that one looks really good. And Horizon Red Dawn also looks good also. Uh, but if it had to be just one game, The Last Guardian, whenever that releases. If not The I, Last I, Gu- I think if, if Microsoft wanted to, to really put something out that was going to sway my decision, it would fucking uncancel Phantom Dust. They, they need to uncancel that shit and let me have some, some Phantom Dust again. They did that, I would be on an Xbox One over a PS4 in a heartbeat. Cause, Instantly. Because they did I thought they put it on hold indefinitely. It's just on hold. We call that canceled. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is, I, I, I will say, yeah. yeah. But, uh, if if PlayStation wanted to sway me into into that that so kind of time. decision, where I, I go, I, I 
you know, I'm like, why should I get one over the other? And PlayStation wants to throw something out there that says, here's why, and I would jump on it. PlayStation needs to give me a new Legend of Dragoon. Why the fuck is Sony sitting on that license for 10, 15 years oh. and not doing a damn thing with it? That was a brilliant game, and you could totally muster up a new one, and it'd be fucking awesome. Oh, because Let's have it. Sony's RPGs don't make them no money. Well, wow. you know what? That's that's their own yeah. damn fault. But yeah, wow, Orange the, wasn't. They, good. They've got a great one right there. Um, I do have the Legend of Dragoon. I still got. I just got to work a little bit more on it. Uh, yeah, their Sony RPGs did not make them money. I think because of them, almost trying to be like, well, since it's a big RGP uh, RPG explosion with Final Fantasy VII. They thought they could get into the mix and make their own. Like Wild Arms didn't do didn't do it. Um, Ark the Lad came out too late to America. It, when that game came out, that should have came out in America and it did it. Um, there was another one, uh, uh, something Cloud uh, by uh, uh, Factory Five. Yeah. Um, that was the first one was okay. I think part two didn't sell well, but they said that one was good also. Um, also, uh, Dark Cloud. That's what it is. Yep. Um, but yeah, they're they're just their RPGs do not don't make that much money because I think after that's a shame because they did some really good ones too. Yeah, they. Um, that's that's kind of criminal in its own right. Uh, beyond you know, the beyond, they, I, I would love to see them bring back. Beyond the Beyond does not count. Beyond the Beyond is garbage. We don't talk about that. You shut your dirty whore mouth. (laughs) (laughs) You do not give me a character who is automatically poisoned throughout the first part of the game for almost five to six hours. No. That's a no-no. So... But yeah, that's that. That was my final rap question. I I was just kind of curious, you know, what oh, would be that, that one big swaying decision for you? And actually, let's ask that to everybody. Um, if you Fuck had, yeah, yeah. If, uh, if you had to uh, help someone buy an Xbox One or a PS4 or even both, what game is that definite game that is the must-have that would sell? Um, that would sell the the system. Um, you guys can email. What is that killer app? That killer app, yes. Um, you guys can uh, email the show at world one one podcast at gmail dot com. W o r l d one one p o d c a s t at gmail dot com. Um, we are on iTunes and Google Play, um, and we're on SoundCloud, and we're also on. No, that's about it. Um, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Um, just type in optional opinion. Um, you would get that podcast and you would get this podcast. Um, so when you look it up and you find it, subscribe and let us know um, what you guys think about our past episodes and um, the optional opinion podcast. Let us know about that too. Um, also, you can... don't forget, we'll, we'll post up that question up on the Facebook group, too. Yes. If, if you want an easy way to keep up with, you know, when the new episode drops, we'll, we'll post a link up on the Facebook page as well. You know, if, if you want a shout-out and, uh, you know, throw throw out any topics, anything you want to hear about, you know, in, in, in a coming show, let us know. I know there's not a whole lot of you, but it'd be nice to hear from some of you. Yes. You know, I, I know there's three of you listening. If we get one, that's 33%. That's a pretty damn good guy. Yes. Um, uh, 
You can find us on the Facebook page at uh, World One One Podcast. I believe that's the Facebook page. Yep. Yep. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at that retrocode T H A T R E T R O C O D E. Um, you can find Larry Giver out on the Facebooks. Uh, you can see his beautiful baby, uh, his amazing baby. I think you got your wall up of a fist. I think you got a picture of that up on your. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we finished the forest wall. I'm oh, waiting for him to, thing looks to work so through some things beautiful. before we start working on the next walls. But yeah, it's it's coming. Oh, that thing looks so gorgeous, man. <laughs> Just so gorgeous. Um, and also, uh, check out Adrian Nieto. Um, you can find him on Facebook, um, and, uh, find his page on YouTube, uh, for the Nintendo Voice Chat Video Game Book Club. Um, you can check that out also. Um, and with that... Don't, don't forget Mad Props. He's doing a thing. I, I they call it Tunisicle. Oh, yes. He has a game. Uh, <laughs> The Frozen Machine, they're working on the final touches of their game, um, Tuna Cycle. Um, actually, our very own Adrian has been on a mission at different conferences, uh, I guess, demoing the game. And he got to meet the voice of Mario. So hopefully when he comes back on the yeah, show. Yeah, Charles Martinet. Yay. Um, when he gets back on the show, hopefully we get to hear all about that. Uh, hopefully he's not blushing or anything. But uh, um, I cannot wait for him to be back on the show and just tell us all about it. Uh, but with that, I think that's it. Anything else, uh, Larry? Um. We don't stop rocking. We keep it rocking till the panties drop. <laughs> um, and we're going. That's all I got. <laughs> and we are going to try to do something for E3. Not really much predictions. We'll probably give our reactions after we see the whole conference because it's going to probably be the same pre- E3 predictions that we did like today or <laughs> any other episode like everybody else. But uh, when we get the final details... It'll be roundup shenanigans. Yes. <laughs> It'll just be roundup shenanigans with somebody that's way more vulgar and offensive than most of the other shows. <laughs> that That's all. So, uh-huh. you, you know, I, I, IGN, you know, kind of put the kibosh on anybody dropping the F-bomb, but fuck that shit. We're going to have it right here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty much. <laughs> we We believe in the Constitution and freedom of speech. <laughs> still, still, uh, Activision and EA do do not touch SOCOM. We're warning you. Our fingers are pointed at you. Do not touch it. But with that, we we need shock collars to put around both of them <laughs> so they get anywhere near it. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Oh God! We may have we may have inadvertently opened the worst can of worms ever because the. the God forbid somebody hears this at Activision or EA and decides, oh, fuck, dude, we could totally get in on that shit. Sony doesn't need that no more. Mm. God damn it. That, ah, I Trust want me. it, but I know it by, by saying it now, we, we may have done a bad thing. <laughs> well, that's fine. They, 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 won't, they won't touch it. <clears throat> Trust me, my Facebook page and my Twitter page will be blown up to the max. <laughs> you and you know uh-huh. I'm, you look you literally know I will call you and be like I need you to get on this podcast right now 
what in the world are they doing with SOCOM and why is Activision or EA helping them with development? We need to talk about this right now. Oh, yes. And if that or any other of our terrible predictions comes true, I'm to, to borrow a line from, wait, wait, don't tell me. Uh, we, we will talk about it on a future show. And uh, we, we love you people. Please, please don't abandon us. We're lonely. <laughs> We loved you. We loved you. We loved you. So everybody, have a great week. Have a great weekend. Um, whenever you listen to this podcast, I love saying that. Um, you know, enjoy games. Enjoy your family and friends. Everybody, just have a good time living life. And with that, we are out. Bye. Peace.